Welcome to Chill and Ambitious, the podcast that points out shit you didn't know was relevant. This is the Life Innovator series. Life innovators are people who tailor their daily desires and lifelong passions to their everyday. And we hope they inspire you to do the same. I'm O. I'm No. And, and together, together we make Oh No. No, it's time for our wrap up. Let's give it everything we've got. Ready? Begin. I don't know why you say goodbye. I say hello. 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 And welcome to the wrap up for season two. Season finale. We made it to season two and so did you. Yeah, and you made it through. Good for you, boo boo. Boo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> oh, what are we going to be talking about today? Oh. You're asking me a question because today is about questions. Um, we have, as as we love to talk about, we have very engaged listenership and they're always giving us feedback and such. But we noticed, you know, there's some questions people ask us and we thought we'd share on the air. Sure, some air. Um, some of the questions for today as we wrap up the season. Yeah. We're wrapping up season two. We love, we love listener questions. So this is great. So one that I've been asked a couple times is, is podcasting worth it? Um, I personally believe that it is, but it's more work than you think it will be, especially if you do it in the manner that you and I do it. Oh, it's like, because we don't just like let it, like I know that um I know that a lot of people like Tim Ferriss and like all these guys who do like the biohacking shit. Who's the other dude? Uh Dave Asprey and stuff. Their mm-hmm. whole lot like all their advice is like to just like do it, keep it simple. But for us to just like talk through it doesn't add enough value. So we like do the editing, add in the sound clips and stuff like that. We do uh, some curation. We do curation, and then we also like have a bunch of supporting evidence, which we've even had like podcast producers comment on, like, "Whoa, like this is what we'd like to do," like, but yeah. we don't have time. And for us, it's important that we do it. So, like, you have to definitely be committed. But I think that once you get used to it, it doesn't take up your whole life, you know. As, especially if you have a partner. So I do think it is worth it. But I will also say. That I had recently a conversation with our guest, Ja. Mm-hmm. Um, we ha- we were talking and she told me about this thing that like, and she was telling me about like all, all the stuff she had recently discovered. And that this idea that relationships are 100-100, not 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that was actually like a hard lesson I think that we had to learn is that like it's not about like I didn't have the work whatever but it's like the expectation of like you just got to give it your all give it everything yeah um and like maybe if it's really hard if you're not in a place to do that totally um and it's funny like what that means for different people um because and I guess it's also like expectations of what that means like you know having been in a relationship where I thought I was going to possibly live the rest of my life with somebody like we both like took hits 
on the expectation that later on, you know, like that the other person was going to like be there, you know? Yeah. So like, it's weird. Cause like, but you don't keep score. Yeah. Like you, you can't like, you just have to be like, I'm going to give and I'm going to give as much as I can when I can, like when it's capable, but you can't be like, you're going to, you're going to hate it. If you like, so they're being like, Oh, like this person, like it's, it's not 50, 50, like right here. Cause it's like, you have to think of it as just like, you give what you can, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, and I think part of that is answering the question about would you do it alone? Right, which is, I think, um, who I, I've gotten variations of this questions where people ask, like, how do you do it in terms of amount, amount of time? But what I also got at it as well, when someone asked, is podcasting worth it? There was an implication of money to me, you know? Um, and so, you know, I had to be straight up with someone where I was like, I mean, if it's if you're asking is it worth it as an investment for um, income, you have to have a long term strategy with it. Um, podcasting on its own is not going to be financially lucrative. lucrative. Yeah. Um, you have to be building a brand with that. That said, though, you have to love pa- podcasting. Then, like, don't do it as like it's definitely not like a, ooh, this is how you make some quick money. Well, and also like just listen to me, and I don't listen to any other podcasts. Because then you're not really going to have a context for how it works. Oh, either. yeah. You got to have, um, you got to like other in the stuff. Community yeah. And stuff. And I, I mean, I think the people who ask me how to do like to listen to podcasts, you know, and, and that's where the inspiration comes from. Um, but I, uh, I think some of the hidden things that you don't, um, maybe expect going into podcasting, uh, actually, I related to the, the butter safe guys who were saying how much they love doing their comic stuff because of the community. Uh, we got to meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah. It was, that's really wonderful. It's like a great, it really is a great vehicle in that way to just get to know people, talk about real things, learn about how they live. Um, and sometimes you're surprised by people. Like that's my favorite part. Totally. And especially she said, I'm glad we started in the Bay because like, People have space there. We actually got to like see a bit more of how people live. In New York, we end up everyone's apartments like cramped and like I don't know. I feel like Yeah. It's we like, got to be a bit more immersive with uh how how people live and work when we were in San Francisco. Um and there's just a different there's a different culture. There's a cultural shift for sure. Yeah. Uh so I guess my response to is podcasting worth it. It's definitely not for, uh, yeah, to, if you're like, how am I going to make money independently? Like, that should, like, if that's the focus, like, I'm going to say no. But, like, I, it was definitely worth it for me in terms of what I got out of it in terms of just, like, just sharing your thoughts and views on the internet. That was actually just pretty cool, putting that out there, getting that feedback, the connections that you make, just the process of, like, making, um, like, it, it really is... Um, we were we were learning the whole time too. I don't know if I mentioned this in another episode, but you know, I had a friend who um, asked me, who like mentioned like, oh, I'm doing this great uh, exercise with my psychiatrist where I really evaluate, you know, what I value in life and how to start creating oh, yeah. life around that. And I was like, and I was gonna suggest that you'd like to do that. It's like, oh, but then I just realized that's what your whole podcast is about. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing that in front of everyone. Well, <laughs> like, that's um, yeah, you mentioned that in the wrap up last season okay <laughs> but yeah that's what um yeah no I totally agree and I it's like that's one of the most beneficial things is just being surrounded by these wonderful people and then having other people um recommend 
other guests. Like it just opens up new worlds to people you wouldn't be in contact with. So yeah, what about how has your idea has your idea of the American dream changed since you started? Is that another question? That's from- another question. <laughs> All right, right? Because well, we started with our episode zero was based off the American dream, and actually, our last episode with Jonas Koffler also uh, referenced the whole pursuit of happiness and what how relevant that is to having us rethink and reclaim that for ourselves, right? Yeah. And his book, um, Thrive, talks about that, like rebuilding the new American dream, like finding your own success, which is funny because we're like, that's us, that me, it's yeah. me. <laughs> um, I think parts of it have changed since we started simply because of the political state of this country but I think that our views for the future haven't changed, but maybe they've become more concentrated. What do you mean? Um, in terms of like the necessity of like addressing climate change, the necessity of of addressing um police brutality, the necessity of like addressing um, you know, um unemployment and like, you know, outrageous college tuitions like those things are so paramount because I feel like um the world or at least America feels very nervous like just like even watching the debates lately have like made me so um anxious Mm. and there's this like anxiety in the air because it feels like the world is on like our ideals are on like um are on a like walking the plank, you know, <laughs> and like is is Peter Pan gonna come and like save us from walking off the plank, or like are we just gonna die, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think that that's true, but I think that that anxiety is there for a real reason because they seem really paramount to our generation, and like we've kind of been handed this handed this like um, gift bag of fucking it's a clusterfuck you know yeah so i do you feel like that has changed your idea of the american dream since we first started not necessarily but it's expedited like the the need for some of those things like i think the american dream really is about making your own way in your own space and whatever but i think that when you're in a time of like this of this kind of anxiety you lose sight a little bit I've taken a break from the news, especially just since, especially it's just clouded with the fucking election and it's just so depressing. It just, it doesn't add any value to my life. I feel like to follow it, I'll gleam it if something, like I just gleam the the headlines. I, I mm-hmm. can't actually watch. Um, and I think it's the headlines that give me more anxiety than like finding out once you like engage and find out. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I like, knew that. Even looking at the debate, it's like, Hillary's fashion, like, white suit that she wore. Okay, whatever. Like, Ivanka yeah. said this. Okay, nice. Like, I, I don't really yeah. need to know. I mean, it, nothing seems to be really that <laughs> striking anymore. Yeah, but do you agree that there's, like, this sense of anxiety in the air? Especially amongst our generation? Uh... More or than before, generations. I don't, 
I think people are more vocal about it. The thing that I've been noticing more actually is just like, maybe this is a symptom of it. Just the way um, people, you know, people always talk about how like this younger generation is like so sensitive to different things um, in terms of like talking, like what is PC, what's not, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of, but then there's also a lot of talk of like irony, right? Because the internet, I mean, I mean, irony is not invented by this by this generation. But I was just thinking of um, what's his face, uh, the the undecided voter that was Kenneth Bone. Yeah, Ken Bone. You know, and how welcome to the Ken Bone. Right, and Ken Bone Zone. <laughs> And would he have been such a big deal in another election, you know? No, absolutely not. It's because, you know, this was like this glimmer of, like, that was like the the most, uh, that was the the cat picture. Like, the, the the relief of something kind of, like, not terrible. Looking for the the humor in all of this. Yeah. Um, and I guess the reason why I brought that up, though, is then then people started. Di- so he did like an AMA on Reddit. I saw that, and then he like he had because he was a. It was this like oh this relief, and then he said some nasty shit like not the worst shit I've ever no, seen. No, but that's but what I mean. Like the n- uh huh. Sorry, go ahead. I don't know. And then how he's like gonna be part like possibly just something that becomes ironic as well like who who's like really actually excited about it It was kind of like a joke too to even be like i love this guy you know like um i guess and i don't know if that's a symptom of the nervousness and anxiety like i think there is like this kind of like down of like what state we're in and it's like really i don't know maybe just because i'm in i've been just for me actually it's gone for just really going inside in some ways. I really have just been like focusing on my own personal things and kind of being like, I can't control that election. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I no, can't no. be controlling that shit. Like I'm going to build what I can around me and enjoy it. And I've been totally enjoying that. So like, I guess maybe I'm a bit detached from the anxiety. Yeah. But so like <laughs> you're way. building your own American dream either way. Yeah. And I'm saying that there's multiple ways, like being involved in politics is important, but like seeing beyond that matters, but that there's just like this urgency. It feels like to do something about everything. Which is um, being really overwhelming. Which is overwhelming, but that's part of the American dream is like recognizing um, where you can do something. It's like not doing it on someone else's terms, doing doing where you what you can where you can. Um, Which makes sense. And maybe that's what that's about. Because I guess for me, it's like, what can I do? I can improve my current state. And I guess feeling like, I guess that was actually a big lesson for me to learn lately. Um, and actually, it was spurred by our um, Luke episode on momentum. Um, but you know, he talks about the Maslow hierarchy of needs, which I've always known about, but I realized how I wasn't really applying that, you know, where we, we need our Maslow's hierarchy. Is that it? Sorry. Yeah. And it talks about how, you know, we first need to take care of like those basic needs, food, shelter, money, like, and then once you take care of that, you know, it explains that whole people pretty much was it's like 75,000 or 80,000 
that's where actually happiness does matter. But then if you make more than that, it's not actually exponentially more, but it relates to If you make about seventy to eighty thousand dollars a year. In the US, yeah. In the US. That's like about where people are happy. Like it's not gonna make a huge difference if they make forty more thousand dollars. Yeah. They're gonna be just about as happy once you're able to meet your basic yeah, it might be different Neat. in New York City. New York, New York City, I feel it's like 80,000. You feel like, all right, I can start to chill. Um, but yeah, so I, I've i always kind of been, it's funny. It, it, maybe it's just different for different people. But so I've been really trying to just focus on those like core financial needs. But I guess it's one of those things where like, I just don't even think I can really properly help in that way until I feel stable. So yeah, for me, I've absolutely. been really stabilizing myself and like, yeah, you got to put the oxygen mask yeah. on, on you before you put it on your child on the airplane or whatever. Right. Right. Totally. Um, so someone else is going to need to save you. Mm-hmm. And then your whole thing is to be like saving other people. Like what's going to do? Like, yeah. Save you. Uh, is a, uh, is a, should I save her? I want to be safe. Yeah, right. not everyone got a Captain Zavaho to come through. Nope. Not all the time, at least. Uh, next question. Another question people always like to ask is like, how far ahead do we do these? When do we do these? Um, which is kind of like depends it depends <laughs> so sometimes we like load up we lock and load and just like do a bunch at once and then we'll like record throughout the season but then like for example when we did that um when we did that current events episode we did it like the we knew we were going to do a current events episode so we did it like two days before mm-hmm. um which actually that was really fun it was fun um and actually, if that's something I think we could have done more of this season, but maybe that's something for next time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something we tried that was new. We tried a lot of new stuff this season. This is true. Um, we uh, we added some like intros and outros with our thoughts after the episode. Um, we tried some like different techniques where we like just did she and I oh and oh and no um what else I feel like we've we just experimented with format a bit oh yeah we like got more into just straight into the conversation yeah that was a new thing um we'll just that we didn't yeah keep all of the time but for most of the time when it made sense to uh just doing an intro setting up our guest and then just going right into some banter of, you know, like you're a fly on the wall. Yeah. Because we find that like, um, it takes some time for people to open up. Mm -hmm. And so it's like nice to talk to them for a bit and then get into it. Well, I think what's key with that too, it's, it gives you a moment to connect with the, with the guest. Yeah. Before they're like, I'm going to tell you about my life. It's like, you get a vibe for a second. I don't know about you, but I feel like I usually really intensely connect with people during our one-on-ones. Like, mm-hmm. so before we do an interview, we do a pre-interview, 
And like, I like to take people out for a drink and sit down with them and get to know them. And there's something about that atmosphere that makes people feel at ease. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, it's almost like dating. It's almost like a first date. But then like that level of comfort is really great Um, for me. I don't know what you're. Yeah. uh, I definitely actually, I feel like noticed I ran into some disconnects actually in our later episodes um if, if you kind of noticed too we we didn't stick to our themes as uh aggressively as we maybe had in the past like mm-hmm. um I think in some of the episodes we did the interview without actually knowing specifically what the theme was going to be what the theme was going to be mm-hmm. um and I I don't know if it was the way I was pre-interviewing, but I would notice the conversation I had in the pre-interview a lot of times ended up just not aligning in our actual interview. Things that just were like completely highlighted when we were one-on-one, just for whatever reason. It, it happened like two or three times where I was like, we talk, okay, no, guess not going up that right. <laughs> yeah, and part of it is like whether or not you're going to frame that conversation around that. Like, yeah. Um, before, I feel like we used to do a little more about um, like telling research them and like telling them and like kind of funneling it through. But we found that we got more authentic conversation. We we weren't funneling it mm-hmm. through a specific perspective. Um. So yeah, that was really fun. We experimented a lot. We had fun. It's the Uh, I have a question for you now. Yeah. What of the takeaways from season two do you feel like was most impactful and do you for you in terms of having effects on your on your lovely life? Well, this is gonna be like part of it is because it just happened, but also part of it because I was like open to accepting it mm-hmm. right now. But like our our most recent guest, Jonas. Um, embracing imperfection. Um, the episode with Jonas, um, embracing imperfection, was one kind of like very timely. It was a very timely one for me. Um, because I feel like maybe there's some things I've been like avoiding and just kind of like not, not. I don't know, just like not consciously avoiding, but like not confronting, and um, and like the whole idea of embracing imperfection is really, like, special because I feel like that's something I I fight with, like, between, like, there's no balance between doing something perfectly and then kind of just, like, the idea that how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when to be hard on yourself and when not to be hard on myself. Oh, you're saying about the oscillation of either just being, like, completely, like, give zero fucks to being, like, I need this to be a certain way. Yeah, and just kind of like finding that middle ground. Um, another conversation that I had with Ja, who was another, um, this did not happen on the podcast, but um, hers, she was the episode Taylor Traveler. She and I had a very insightful conversation um, at dinner that like was like, and this is why this is so great, is like just meeting all these people and stuff, um, was... The idea that, like, 
of having integrity. And like, we have this idea that we have integrity because like, I know that when other people are involved in something, I won't flake out on them. I'm going to be there for people and whatever. Mm -hmm. But then am I always going to do that for myself? Like that's actually where integrity comes from. It's not just like, what do other people think of you? What do you do for yourself? What do you do? Like, what do you do when no one's looking? And like, that whole idea is like, I think I love people very much and like I care about people very much, but like, am I giving myself that same um, courtesy? Mm. And like, that did not happen in a conversation, but it happened because a we meeting. met during this and that was like very special. But honestly, I'm like, A1s was amazing because of like just kind of talking about like the fluidity of spirituality and just kind of like connecting with people and embracing life and doing what you love. Um, Were those, uh, sorry, is that a question that was your question, your talk with about integrity and being okay with imperfection? Were they, are those somewhat related? related? Somewhat related. Yeah. I think that that's something I like, I struggle with balancing being like yeah being um self-imperfections like how we view ourselves like we're not always great to ourselves Mm. you know Mm -hmm. um and like maybe we give a lot of other people credit but they're the same they have the same they're special people but then they're have the same makings that you do like, mm. you get to, you know what I mean? Like, you get to use, you have those same puzzle pieces. You have those same, you know, you just have to work them. Totally. Um, in the right way. Uh, there's a, I just learned a lot, honestly. <laughs> I like relationship goals, Arena and Gile. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> um, they're so real. They're, lo- like, they're, a, they're, a, they're 100-100, not 50-50. Yeah. Um, just how much the whole idea of exploring with somebody and how they see their reflection with each other. Um, it was just, yeah, to witness that love was just pretty amazing. Right? It's really nice to know that it exists. Max Uh, Rosier. Oh, he's fucking fantastic. Oh, talk about, um, so I guess prophecy. He He was was like, he gave it a hundred. He was was so so vulnerable and open and like, it was very special. Yeah, and, and I had so much fun. Like, I sorry, I don't have to cut you off. Just talk about Max. <laughs> we were talking about Max. Sorry, I don't talk go about. ahead. Talk about Max. <laughs> okay, I love you too, Max. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, he just keeps it 100 all the time. And, um, and you know, he deals, deals with a sickle cell anemia and unfortunately has, um, you know, had, had to be in the hospital kind of recently about it. I mean, he's been a couple months now, but... Uh, having those barriers but then still like whenever he can it's just like it's just I, I can't handle it because I'm like people who like have half his energy don't give that much you know and yeah. I mean partially that's maybe why he does but I don't know I also think I think that's just partially his personality too like he would yeah. just be like he's he is actually an empath I think too totally but, um yeah he's very giving um he was actually really influential I think um so I recently got a new job and was totally channeling Max's email marketing 
approach in the interview and it's even come back now actually with the style that we're writing and how it's like connect with people like through through writing and that's been one of our core uh, aspects to how we want to write so got some got some practical advice which I think actually is a part of what we try to give in our show as well we have a lot of like stories and things like that and I think that's actually what we lead with but part of the thing that we always try to strive to do is like what are, what are those like practical steps of how do you make that happen which we talked about with Jonas right like it's that where so that's your dream like so how do we make that dream right yeah but I think that's actually a theme that's kind of come with like Nikki Barodi on self-permission and um and kink and consciousness with me and McQueen were kind of like the whole idea of like knowing yourself and then like giving yourself space Mm -hmm. but all of it is like like following what you're good at like even Veronica Dash the actress, it's so funny because she makes it sound so easy. And we know it's not easy. It's really just about like just putting one step in front, one foot in front of the other. Right. Which is, I guess, what you were saying back before, though, about how we all have this in us. And it is one step in front of the other. And I'm going to drop that P word again because it is. It's all about Pussy. the process. Pussy power. Um, oh, that too. Yeah, and that's all Pussy that powered is. Like, process. Because um, it's, it's putting it out there, but then it's also having the freedom to, to figure it out, you know? I think that was something Ja really encouraged. I just spilled water all over myself. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Club soda. Why are you looking at me like I'm stupid? You gotta turn the frown upside down. Or you better take that eye roll back. (laughs) Yeah. um, um, But I agree. I think it's it's it was very. So what about for you? Um, Any any other? I think it's funny. um, You know where the way our brains work. I wonder what ends up influencing because I feel like these episodes are very timely, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I keep fucking talking about process, but that's what, what I really got out of job too. Like, just, she's talking about the that balance of, you know, having that skeleton and then having the the impulse when she, like, well, she, like, follows her instinct, but she also always, like, plans and has a strategy with what she's doing. And mm-hmm. it's just, for her... That just seems like it. It just completely makes sense. Um, I, I'm generally I've, I fall in and out of being a planner. Uh, for me to stick to my plan can be hard. Discipline can be hard. Um, I can be committed, which means like, you know, I need a certain threshold, and I will just like go balls to the wall. Like I generally, like, if I decide to commit, like I commit. But like in terms of like committing to habits and process. That has always been a struggle. And now that I'm making that a priority, like it's just freed up so much. And I, that's just what, what I was saying though, like in terms of like just knowing when you come think about it strategically, like being okay, like, well, this is where my cushion was and that's what I need like financially so that I can have the freedom to do her, you know, do her traveling and all the things are. You know, she even offered at the end of the episode, you know, if uh, you you want travel tips or whatever to talk to her, like, we'll figure it out and make it happen. 
like just taking that time and like planning out all those goals and how everything's going to fit together. Um, and having that plan is just gives you this peace of mind to actually like, enjoy the process, enjoy that, like that discipline and that habit. Cause you know, you're going towards it and you can trust it. Yeah. <laughs> I learned stuff from Mina about her kink <laughs> for sure. I love her like Twitter photos when it's like, just like dudes like zipped up in body bags or like with a ball gag in their mouth. I still haven't tried the saran wrap thing she talks about in the episode. I got to do that. Try it. Whatever. Um, (laughs) Push yourself. Push your limits. Um, Um, Which don't, yeah, push your limits as long as you feel comfortable-ish. As long as you're in yellow and not in red. Right. Um, Okay, I... I want to talk about Rush Limbaugh. Can I do it? Talk, okay. What are we talking about when he did? did the, isn't he the guy who did the loofah? Like who talked about like fondling a lady? Yeah. But he, he called her. He's he called he's called the loofah a falafel. I would take the other hand with the falafel thing and I'd put it in your. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, are we gonna soap soap up that falafel? What a fucking nightmare. Anyway. <laughs> And he uh, left this on a woman's voicemail. No, that was Bill O'Reilly. Unrequited. Oh, that, that was, was Bill, Bill O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> same <effect>. shit. <laughs> they basically, they're the same person to me. I constantly confuse them. So that's no surprise to me that yeah. I got that wrong. Um, no, okay. <laughs> he was recently, um, so, uh, oh, Okay. He figured out the thing about liberals and how they approach sex. To them, uh, liberals, anything, anything is okay. Anything is okay as long as one thing. And do you know what that is now? Intimacy? Consent. Yeah. That they don't care. As all they need is consent. And if they don't have consent, then that's the only time then they're all like called a rape police (laughs) she's like I wish this mother exactly exactly motherfucker exactly and if you didn't okay I'm not even doing giving it justice but actually would just that would be a a sentence and paragraph that would make sense but he does this whole creepy voice about like oh they just like they just want consent but oh, all they want <laughs> is to not be raped. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting, though, because I was like, no, he did get it. But then he, but then he didn't like it versus, um, who was it? We were just talking about him who, who like started to understand the Black Lives Matters. Oh, um, uh, the other one. God. Oh, God. He looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> thumb face, you know. Uh, God, he, he's, I literally just was talking about him. What's his name? I know. We were just, um, his name is Jonas. L- Rush Limbaugh, Gary Busey. Nope. Um, <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck. I hear it. He is denouncing Satan himself, which means that Satan himself has gotten too crazy for other Satans, you know? Mm, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. When Lucifer's arch nemesis is like, oh, Lucifer gone too far. <laughs> That's like, well, is Lucifer's arch nemesis God? But like, if Lucifer's arch nemesis was like, Who's like the most he's the evil? Fallen angel. Who's the most evil well, character? He's not the actual devil, right? He's 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 Lucifer. He, isn't he the devil? No, he's the fallen angel. But he's a devil. Then Lucifer becomes a devil. Lucifer, Lucifer is the devil? Good question mark. He was like God's counterpart, right? He's just a demon. I don't think he's the actual devil. Lucifer, Satan, Devil are all three different names for the same angel. Lucifer refers to this angel when he lived in heaven. (laughs) Satan and the Devil are names for this angel after he became evil and came to our earth. He didn't come to our earth. Even the Christians got this wrong. He went to the the hell. God damn it. Christians know your shit. I don't even... I can't even. Um, Or did he come to the, the, the earth first? Anyway, I like Satanists though they're really nice people yeah it's it's like ironic right yeah yeah but they actually don't believe in Satan. no they just do that i mean to i guess like they make, they're could. just like anti-god like anti they're like pagans and they, they fight for like for abortion rights and stuff um so i'm all down with them um but i'm lucifer d- Lu- nobody respects women more than lucifer so believe her this is uh, true. <laughs> so, should we wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap the fuck up. Right. Uh, we've gone on, we've touched on many topics, um, and we've talked a lot about our insights about our personal lives. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot. This, you know, I've learned a lot, and I kind of want to re-listen. I feel like I'm just, I'm going to go on a trip for the next two weeks. And re-listen to ourselves? I kind of want to re-listen to this. No, because honestly, I've learned something from everyone. Well, that's why it's kind of cool. Like, So people ask, like, you know, you uh, we answered that earlier about how, free, uh, how soon before we record the episode and listen to it. So it depended. Like, recently we've been doing them pretty much week by week. But there was a point when we, like, the first early episodes was months ago. So then when we re-listened to them and did our reflections... It was a bit like, what did I listen to? Well, even when we adjust, even when we like, we'll do one a week before and then we'll edit it the next week. I'll be like, damn, I missed that part. Like, yeah, that's really cool. So really shout out to everyone who's been on this season, including Jonas, Ja, uh, Joanna. (laughs) Oh my God. Three J's. Oh yeah. uh, L. Um, To us for current events, which was really fun. Um, Veronica Dash. Veronica um, the founders of Audition Hero Alyssa and Phil um, Irina and Chile for Fiction Lab um, Max you are that man Max that man Max what a delight what a delightful per- person slamming slamming Sam Luke Taylor um, Mina McQueen Alex and Ray from Butter Safe Comics. Oh my god, I love them. I'm actually gonna see them while I'm home. They're so hilarious. They're so funny. I love them. Uh, Miriam, they are Yogi Frankie Lee for sharing his like just like gentle young wisdom. <laughs> Nikki Baba Rodi. Yeah, um, Scott Jorgensen for on his sustainability, and then of course Adam Vita, who yes, just ma'am. was like that's one of everyone's favorite episodes. Just. So full of positivity and wonder. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for sharing this season with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your 
comments, for your questions, your concerns, your reviews. And um, just for listening. Yeah, I feel so close to you even if I don't know you sometimes, who everyone is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every little just sense that we've made any impact or influence or you're talking or we're talking about things that you've been thinking about or just or you haven't been thinking about and we put on your radar because of our guests and our conversation is just magical yeah uh thank you again um so Shout us out while we're on the interim. We'll be reposting episodes and stuff like that. Check um, out our social media. Yeah, still get at us at Chill Ambitious on the website, chillandambitious.com. Indeed. I'm O. I'm No. And we really do love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.